Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. TFA fam, welcome into the week 10 waiver ads and streaming show. A little bit late, but we are here. It has been a, a gross day of football. It is a gross week of uh, waivers and streaming options, but that's that's actually a good thing because that means we didn't have a lot of crazy injuries or anything like that. So with that out of the way, we have Sunday Night Football going on right now, so we're going to try and get through this as quickly as we can with giving you guys all the information that you need for Week 10 waivers. So, Kev, go ahead and start us off with the waiver and streaming options of quarterback for Week 10. Yeah, like, like you mentioned, it's a, it was a really gross day today. You know, I mean, who would have thought the, the Jags would beat the Bills? Nine to six. Uh, I might add, but uh, you know, there was just a lot of ugliness today. So even next week, there's really not a lot of like a great streaming options out there. I put Carson Wentz on here. I was surprised he's still only rostered in 60% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, but uh, he gets another great matchup this week going against Jacksonville. Completed 22 of 30 for 272 and three touchdowns this past week against the Jets on Thursday night. Uh, he has now thrown for at least two touchdowns in six straight weeks. And he takes on a Jags defense, which is ranked 32nd in past DVOA and allows eighth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Uh, I would not expect a, a repeat performance of what you saw against the Jags today, or excuse me, against the Bills. But I do like Carson Wentz quite a bit. So if he is out there, I think he's a viable, you know, not just a, he's not even a streaming option. He's a, I think he's now a start uh, just moving forward. I think he's kind of in that, that, that QB one discussion now, the well, as well as he's played in this offense. So moving on Teddy Bridgewater, you know, a big, big win today, just completely destroyed the, the Cowboys. They got a couple of garbage time touchdowns at the end, but, uh, mark that under another thing that, uh, did not see coming this week. Uh, but you know, uh, he, uh, he is only rostered 26% of league, uh, like I said, bounce back with a big win today. He completed 19 of 28 for 249 and two total touchdowns. Good for two, uh, 21.8 fantasy points. The Eagles ranked 17th at pass way, but they just got throttled today through the air uh, versus the Chargers. So I think that is a defense you can, you can target uh, through the air, as well as looks like Darius Slay may be injured. I know he left that game. So we'll see about his availability as well. But, you know, uh, this Broncos offense does have a lot of weapons with Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton and, you know, Tim Patrick, who had a big game today. Noah Fant likely will be back next week as well. So uh, I, I think that's good things for Teddy Bridgewater. So I think he's a decent streaming option. I really felt gross putting Trevor Lawrence on here. He hasn't really done a whole lot this year. He has like yeah. one week this year. But uh, I was actually surprised he's rostering 38% of leagues. Like, I don't know if that accounts for dynasty because I'm like, who the hell is rostering Trevor Lawrence? But regardless of that, coming off his worst game of the season, completing 15 of 26 for a 118, but he did have zero touchdowns and no interceptions. However, 
the Jags take on you know a Colts pass defense that ranks 20th the pass DVA that allows the seventh most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So I don't hate it. I mean, we just saw what Josh Johnson dropped 300 passing yards on this offense yeah. on this defense. So I think Trevor Lawrence is a, a viable option if you are desperate at quarterback. Uh, Taylor Heineke. That should say at Tampa Bay, not New York Giants. Uh, but anyways, they are on a week nine bye uh, this week, so he did not play this week. But he has been consistent. He has four weeks with 20-plus fantasy points, but he also has four uh, four games with 13.8 or fewer fantasy points. But uh, uh, he, he does also rank sixth in rushing yards and red zone carries as well, so he is getting a little bit through the ground, so it kind of raises his floor a little bit. Uh, he is 18th in fantasy points per game and uh, with 17.5. He faces a Bucks defense that allows the 12th most fantasy points and ranks ninth, to pa- but does rank ninth to pass DVOA. So um, I don't mind Taylor Heineke, but again, I'd have to be pretty desperate to play him. And then I put Big Ben on here. Uh, they, they have not played yet. They play tomorrow night against the, uh, the Chicago Bears. Not really a sexy play, but um, does uh, face a Lions pasty that ranks 28th in pass DVA and 13th in fancy points to quarterback. So I like Big Ben. I think if you're also at a pinch, you know, good matchup against Detroit. So uh, I would say also uh, Trey Lance, if the 49ers decide to possibly pull the plug on Jimmy G and go to Trey Lance, I think he's if, if it doesn't happen this week, it's got to come soon. This team is just not good. I know Jimmy G didn't really have a bad day today, but I mean, to lose to Colt McCoy and the Cardinals is just not it. I think they need to look at something here, and I, I I think maybe you see them turn to Trey Lance because what are we doing here? They're three at what three and five now, I believe, and I mean the season's kind of uh, quickly coming undone. It's almost a shame that we cut out the Shanahan rant that you had on the show a couple what, a week or two ago because that uh, that was in full effect and full force in this game. Like you said, just basically inexcusable to lose this game. No Kyler. No D Hop, no AJ Green. So uh just want to get to a couple of these. We have uh do have some a, a nice little switch over here with David Hall asking, what do we think about Michael Carter moving forward? He is the guy. If he is for whatever reason available in your league, David, snag him if that is what uh what you're kind of getting at here with your question. But He's, a, he's the guy. I'm going to talk about Ty Johnson here in a second, but that is Michael Carter's backfield. I see, says James Conner, rest of season. Do not overreact to this game. It is going to be interesting to see what comes of Chase Edmonds' injury. But if you have him, great. If you don't have him, do not go out and try and trade for him after this game where he just had three touchdowns had what 70 something receiving yards as well. Like do, do not overreact to this week. If Edmonds is going to be out, that makes him definitely more interesting for sure. Uh, but don't, don't try and go and get him at this point. If you have him be happy, if not just, just hold off. Cause there's going to be a down week for James Conner coming at some point. Maybe you can try and buy him a little bit low. Crip wants to know, would you trade Waller for, for net? Crip lost Henry, has Schultz as the backup, needs an RB. I would not. Well, I mean, yeah, it really I, also depends on what other running backs you have. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, I know losing Derrick Henry is a big blow, but I mean, Leonard Fournette's make, not making up the production that you lost from, uh, from Derrick Henry. And so um, I wouldn't want to trade Darren Waller. Especially after the game he just had, too. 
and with Henry Ruggs being out, I know the reports are coming out that um, Deshaun Jackson is going to be joining the Raiders, but I can't imagine he comes in and just has a, a massive impact right off the bat. So I think uh, Waller is going to be more more um, more involved uh, and have better production going forward than we saw the, the couple weeks going into that, which is just uh, kind of weird to, to see that happen. And Walido, listen, just because DeAndre Swift did nothing against the lifeless Philadelphia Eagles, don't come in here trying to rain on our parade. There is no there's no way that they go back to not using Michael Carter in the pass game when Zach Wilson comes back. So zip it. Zip it. We're moving on. On to the running back waiver ads for week 10. Priority ads, I really don't think there are any. Like I said, we didn't have a bunch of injuries or anything like that. It's going to change a lot for your fantasy teams. There are some interesting options. Uh, you know, just talked about Ty Johnson. He did play 42% of the snaps on that Thursday night game. And that, that was actually his highest since week three. He only saw seven opportunities in that game, though. So if you're in a 12-team league or higher in full PPR leagues, I, I think he could be worth a pickup. Don't go crazy uh, with him. I know he scored the touchdown, but that, uh, that that's still going to be Carter's backfield. Mark Ingram is both interesting and frustrating. Interesting because we have seen – his, uh, his opportunities increase from this week, from last week, and frustrating because he is clearly cutting into Alvin Kamara's workload. Uh, Ingram saw 14 opportunities in this game, played 26 snaps to Kamara's 52 snaps. Kamara also had 20 opportunities to Ingram's 14. Uh, Ingram did see 22 snaps last week, but just eight opportunities. Like I said, saw 14 in this game. So, uh, you know, just looking at this two-week sample, you know, not that you're going to pull any definites from this, but I do think we are going to see, you know, double-digit-ish opportunities for Mark Ingram going forward. Uh, you know, another 12-team league pickup here. I think he could be startable over the next two weeks, especially. The Saints are going to get Tennessee and then Philly. So I do like Mark Ingram as an ad. I threw on the Seattle backfield here. Both Collins and Rashad Penny are pretty widely available. Obviously, Penny more available than Collins is. I think Collins is like 40% rostered in ESPN leagues. I, I'm really not sure to make this backfield, to, to be honest. You know, Russ coming back potentially this week certainly helps matters for, for that backfield and that offense as a whole. But we did see Penny handle seven carries on just 11 snaps in the last game they played. They were on their bye this week. And Collins had 27 snaps and 10 carries. So I would lean Collins, but I think Penny could be an interesting stash if you have the, the room to do it. The Patriots backfield is on full-on Patriots backfield mode at this point. So in this game, we had Brandon Bolden play 29 snaps. Damian Harris played 24. Ramondre Stevenson played 17. Despite... Stevenson playing the fewest snaps, he had the most production. He had the second most opportunities as well. Harris saw 15, Stevenson saw 12, Bolden had 10. 
We did see this is going to be something to pay attention to. Uh, we did see Harris and Stevenson leave in the fourth quarter and not return due to uh, head injuries. Both of them had head in- injuries. I think Harris left first and then Stevenson, if I if I'm remembering correctly. But both these guys could be worth a pickup. But Stevenson, if you're just going for a pure upside pickup, that is going to be Stevenson for me because if anything happens to Harris, Stevenson is going to be the one who steps into a bigger role, not Brandon Bolden. But if you kind of need someone that you can maybe plug in as a flex option and feel okay about on a week-to-week basis, I would roll with Bolden because Stevenson, although his involvement has been picking up over the past couple of games, we have seen him be a healthy scratch a handful of times this season as well. So not going to go crazy either way here. Like I said, Stevenson is the, the upside pickup for sure, but you're kind of waiting for an injury to Harris for him to see, you know, the, the full effect and the full production he could have. And then another headache, the Philly backfield, Jordan Howard, you know, my God, Miles Sanders goes out and then Philly decides to start featuring the run game. Howard had another solid outing here, 17 carries, 71 yards, and a score. Took over the lead role from Boston Scott. He only had 10 in this game, and you can drop Kenny Gainwell. Not not a thing, not going to be a thing. I think he only had two carries in this one. Devin Singletary, if you are desperate at running back, pay attention to the injury report this week, Zach Moss also left with a head injury. So if he misses time this week because of the concussion, Singletary is going to step into that lead role. And then if you're just looking for some stashes, you know, the, the San Fran backfield, we didn't see Wilson do anything in this game. Michael Hasey didn't do much either, had a couple of targets. Um, you know, Elijah Mitchell, this is his backfield. He's the guy to own. But, it, you know, if, like I said, if you just need an upside stash, if you have a deeper bench, if you're in, you know, 14-team-plus league, you can look to those guys just to see how this shakes out once Wilson does get involved because I would expect him to, to step into some touches here shortly. And then Savon Ahmed the, uh, would be the other stash. But nobody out here that I'm just absolutely running to the waiver wire to add, you know, outside of maybe, I think, Mark Ingram. And, you know, if you need somebody for this week before Sanders comes back, Jordan Howard be, would be the next guy in line for me. Yeah, so a whole lot of nothing. Uh, because, yeah. you know, while Jordan Howard had a good game, uh, it should be mentioned that uh, Miles Sanders only has one more week left. We'll have one more right. week left on yeah. way on on injured reserve. And uh, all by all accounts, it was they were going to uh, – he was going to be back um, by the by the end of the three weeks. So um, if, as long as he's back, then, I, I mean, I think this is a short-lived ad anyway. Um, I did want to mention really quick on the Chris Carson front – one, Pete Carroll is the most frustrating head coach there is in the fucking league. Like the shit he says. And then like an hour later, he'll completely switch his mind because as far as Chris Carson was a turn, because Chris Carson is eligible to return next week and he's missed the last four, uh, last four games. But apparently there's some optimism um, on this news because uh, Carson seemed to, or basically um, Carson seemed to contrast greatly with what Carroll said Friday, which again, no shocker because with, with Russell Wilson, it was, Oh, I have no idea when the pin's going to get taken out. And like 30 minutes later, Russell Wilson posts on, 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 on uh, social media <laughs> that you just got to take it out. It's like really Pete Carroll. But anyways, it's the same thing with, with, with this, with this, with this situation, essentially with, with, with Chris Carson, Carroll said Monday, if that, if Carson passes a few tests, when he returns next week, he'll be cleared to practice. Okay. But then right before that, 
uh, he he had said that he has no idea if he's going to play at all this year. Oh my god! So uh, we'll see. Basically, he said um, he wants to go for it next week, and so he's got to get back on Monday and check in with the docs, and so where he is, and show them uh, that he is okay. And then if he does, he'll start practicing, and so that's when we'll find out where he stands uh, once we get to practice. So. We'll fucking find out with Chris Carson. Uh, the most frustrating thing ever. I mean, Pete Carroll is the stone cold worst when it terms of when it comes to this stuff. Uh, I don't know why he feels the need to lie, but regardless of that, say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill wilson you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar how did you do it i got a huge assist from grammarly an ai writing partner that helped me make my point and it works everywhere i write Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Let's move on. Let's move on to wide receivers. So, I mean, I think we could have a little almost like a dance party, right? Brandon Ayuk finally comes out and has a big game. I, I felt like I told a lot of people to start him this morning. A little humble brag. Feel really good about that. Brandon Ayuk, still rostered in only 56% of leagues. Six receptions on eight targets for 89 yards at a score for 18.7 PPR points. He was second in the team in targets just behind uh, Debo Samuel, who had nine. And then you know, with a 20, 20% target share in this offense, now in the last two weeks, he has 12 receptions on 15 targets, 134 receiving yards, and a touchdown over the last two weeks. So Brandon Ayuk. Uh, looks like he's finally coming to life. Love to see that. Love, uh, happy to see that. So, uh, Brandon Ayuk, you know, if he's out there, uh, is a must-add for me. Looks like they finally figured out how to use this guy again. Shocker, uh, once again, I'm not going to go on the whole rant. But Brandon Ayuk uh, definitely looks like that he is on the right track. So, love to see that. Uh, the next guy I want to talk about is Elijah Moore. Only rostered in 15, uh, 15% of leagues. Seven receptions on eight targets for 84 yards and two touchdowns for 27.4 fantasy points. I think it's like top three this week. Uh, played on Thursday night. He's uh, has at least six targets in three straight weeks and double-digit fantasy points in three straight weeks as well. So I like Elijah Moore. They do have a tough, tough matchup this week going against the Bills. Uh, so that that is something to monitor there. But I do think moving forward, we know Elijah Moore is a super talented wide receiver, and it was only a matter of time before they were going to get him involved in this offense. And it looks like they finally have. So if he's out there, he definitely needs to be rostered in more leagues. Uh, last but not least, of the guys that I that I really want to hit on uh, that I have you know hit on a lot already is Donovan Peoples Jones, uh, rostered only twelve percent of leagues. He's somebody that actually went out and added my own leagues uh, heading into today. Uh, two receptions on three targets for 86 yards and a touchdown, 16.6 fantasy points. They didn't really have to do anything in this game. I mean, they absolutely crushed the Bengals, really uh, leaned on. A lot of explosive plays. Baker Mayfield looked as well as he has all year. Nick Chubb exploded uh, for 130 yards. They actually used him in the passing game, which was a little bit shocking. But, you know, they even hit him on a downfield throw. Uh, so that was good to see as well. 
But uh, he has three straight weeks of double-digit fantasy points, or I should say three straight games that he's played in because he did miss a couple of weeks there. But even prior to that, he, he had some big games there as well. But with OBJ gone, uh, <coughs> Donovan, excuse me, Donovan Peoples-Jones is primed to, I think, to be a decent flex option on most weeks. So I like Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, moving forward, I think he's somebody that we, we could add kind of a wide receiver four, wide receiver five, depending on, you know, bye weeks and stuff like that. And then uh, from there, we kind of have the other guys, Rashad Bateman. I was going to make one for him, but I feel like I've talked about him for like four straight weeks uh, with, with Rashad Bateman. He yeah. really came really close today of having a monster day, uh, but he had five receptions on eight targets, 52 yards. Uh, like I said, uh, they, they missed on a couple deep shots uh, or he would have had an absolute monster day. Rashad Bateman should be rostered in more leagues than he is. Uh, it, it's I don't get it. I don't understand why. It's, it's like 35%, I think, is what it is. It doesn't make any sense to me. But Rashad Bateman is an absolute must-add, uh, in my opinion. And then from there, Donald Mooney, he hasn't played yet. Still only rostered in 44% of leagues. Uh, I really like him. Deontay Harris, I guess, is going to be a thing. Uh, you know, six receptions on eight targets for 52 yards. I think this is more of a PPR only format, but appears to be the preferred target for Trevor Simeon. 15 targets over the last two weeks. And uh, he really has kind of some game-breaking speed. They're kind of using him a little bit more similar to kind of a little bit like what Tyreek Hill has been doing, a lot of short intermediate routes, getting the ball in his hand and kind of getting him out in space. And then from there, Michael Gallup has yet to return, but he should be really close to returning from IR. So I have him on here. Van Jefferson, who's having a decent game himself uh, in this game. Russell Gage, he ended up having uh, you know a decent game today, only rostered in 60% of league, seven receptions on eight targets for 64 yards. Uh, I don't mind him, especially with Calvin Ridley out. He's probably going to be the wide receiver one in this offense. And this is some other guys that I was kind of surprised that were available under 50% is LaVisca Chenault and Kenny Galladay. Uh, I think Kenny Galladay is a decent add. I know he's been hurt. I know he's always hurt. But in a 12-team league and above, uh, I think he has some upside once he's healthy. This was kind of a low-scoring game today against the Raiders. They got some good matchups coming up. So I don't mind adding Kenny Galladay, especially if you have a roster spot. Like, I, I just think he should be rostered more leagues than he is. The Visca Chanel we talked about this morning, super frustrating. They keep wanting to use him on go-routes. I don't get it. But, you know, I think if uh, I think he does have some wide receiver four, wide receiver five appeal, depending on matchup. And then Marquez Callaway. I could have put Tim Patrick higher. He had a really big day today, uh, scored, those two yeah. or scored a couple touchdowns. But I just don't know if it's something you're going to be able to trust on most weeks that he's going to be that involved. Noah Fan will be back. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. They just have so many weapons there in that offense. I don't know if you're going to be able to trust Tim Patrick on a week-to-week basis. Nico Collins uh, didn't do a whole lot, but it was kind of a low-scoring game against the Dolphins today. But I think he is probably likely to be their wide receiver, too, moving forward. And then deep league stashes. Brian Edwards did nothing today. Had a couple red zone targets, but couldn't come anything with it. But like we mentioned this morning, this Raiders team, Looked uh, not good against the Giants, you know, coming from that that West Coast to East Coast travel, like we talked about. There could a lot be a lot of weird things happen there. However, that we at this Sunday night football, we uh, they do take on the Kansas City Chiefs there in, the, in that game. So, uh, you know, I think they're you know that could be a really high scoring game. So, Brian Edwards does make a little bit of sense there. Sammy Watkins has not returned yet, could return soon, but I think when he comes back, he's probably going to be the wide receiver three at best because I don't think he's going to surpass Rashad Bateman or Marquise Brown yeah. uh, on there. So. Kind of a more of a deeper league guy, Amon Ross A. Brown. And then I put Deshaun Jackson on here. I don't think Deshaun Jackson has a ton of juice left, but uh, I still think that he could be kind of a boomer bust type play in this Raiders offense. We've talked about with, with Derek Carr, uh, he's like third in, in deep ball attempts on the season. So, uh, you know, Henry Ruggs vacates what 12 deep targets that he had 
uh, and then uh, Brian Edwards with 10. So I think he kind of steps into that role too and, and soaks up some of that deep uh, deep look. So Deshaun Jackson has shown that he still has some juice left in the tank. So Deshaun Jackson I think is also, you know, I, I'm not rushing out to add Deshaun Jackson, nor should anybody. I don't think this is going to be somebody that on a weekly basis is putting up a lot of fantasy points. But I think on yeah. certain matchups, I think he could be okay. Moving over to the Week 10 tight end waivers and streaming options. Kicking things off with the homie, the guy, Patty Fry. Gets a matchup against Detroit. Uh, Kev was talking about Big Ben. Obviously, they have their game on Monday, so we don't know what he has done yet this week. But uh, seven targets back-to-back weeks saw 78% of the snaps last week, so his arrow is definitely pointing up. Logan Thomas and Ricky Seals-Jones can both be mentioned here. Logan Thomas is sitting right below 50% roster ship in ESPN. Obviously, RSJ, a little bit lower than that. But Logan Thomas should be returning from IR this week. I am not expecting, especially the, the first week coming off, but then even going forward, I don't know if we see just like RSJ just go completely to the wayside and Logan Thomas just take over you know, that that lead tight end one role unquestioned in that offense because they really haven't had another pass catcher step up in that offense. So maybe we see Washington run some more 12 personnel with both Thomas and RSJ on uh, on the field at the same time. So both those guys, you know, can be added. Logan Thomas would be the one I would still want over RSJ. But, you know, depending on your league size and all that stuff, there's two names to mention there. And then Kev... Just for you, buddy, Dan Arnold, uh, since he has joined the Jags, he has seen five, 10, and seven targets, and he does have back-to-back weeks of 60-plus yard performances. So on a team that's going to be playing from behind early and often, except, you know, whenever they play the Bills, apparently, uh, he's definitely worth the uh, worth the ad here. And this week for uh, defensive streamers, I did not have enough time to put together a list and go through all the matchups and stats and pressures and all that for you. So I will be dropping a just a, a defensive streamer video. Look for that to come out on Tuesday. It's only going to probably be about like five minutes long. But I did, I did not want to give you guys just half-ass information. I didn't have enough time to dig into everything. So, But just by a quick glance, it is, uh, it's gross. It is not great for defensive streamers this week. So hopefully you already have your defense, but I'll be dropping that on Tuesday. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Got a couple of comments to get here too in the chat. Savvy, this is the stone cold worst, no matter if this is redraft dynasty, whatever it is. There, there is a particular owner I can think of in a dynasty league who is like the epitome of this and it could be it could be a, it could be a trade just like this cook for mems and they you know be like well i don't know what what else what what else can you give me so that that is that is the absolute worst and then smitty wants to know speaking of trades would you trade dalton schultz and hunter renfro for calvin ridley if smitty has andrews i mean it's tough because you're just taking a complete risk on on if Calvin Ridley is actually going to return or not, um, I mean he may not uh, come back at all this year. Uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously we don't know what's going on in his personal life. He's going to miss a minimum of three weeks. 
Yeah, because they put him on the NFL, NFL or, or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, which is like the IR, but still, like it doesn't even that doesn't mean anything that he's that he's actually going to come back. I mean, right, right. Yeah, and so it's it's really tough to trust. You're giving away. I mean, Hunter Redfro has been super consistent this year. I mean, he only has one week this entire year where he's under uh, double digit fantasy points. I mean, he scored uh, at least, yeah. Uh, all but week six against Denver where he had 6.6. Other than that, he's had double digit fantasy points every single week. So he, he, he is a pretty solid kind of, you know, wide receiver four kind of flex option every single week. And, you know, their, their schedule is uh, pretty good. Uh, they get Kansas city this week, Cincinnati at Dallas, Washington at Kansas city at Cleveland, Denver and at Indy, a lot of really good matchups there for the passing game. So, uh, I, I really don't want to give up Hunter Renfro unless I absolutely have to. And I know it's for obviously for Calvin Ridley. And yes, if Calvin Ridley comes back, uh, you know, and um, let's say in three weeks, then maybe it can make sense. And maybe it's, it's not a, it's not a bad trade, but I think you could get more for that. And I, I know like, cause Calvin Ridley just doesn't have a lot of value right now. And I feel like you're helping out whoever it is you're trading for that guy. Cause at, at the very minimum, he's, he's, he's back, but we don't know. This isn't an injury, right? Like this is, you know, he's stepping away. It's happened twice. Like, maybe he does come back. Or maybe he just says, you know what? No, I'm not coming back this year. And he comes back next year. So, as, as of right now, I just think it's way too risky to, to uh, mess with. Yeah, I was trying to look through. I know uh, Andrews was a little banged up at, at one point. But it looks like he would have been able to return. I'm not sure if he if he came in. The, uh, the top tweet that I'm seeing is from one of their beat writers. It just says, has his helmet on, looks like he's ready to return, but I'm not sure if he ended up going back into uh into that game or not. I mean, like you were saying, I'm, I'm not I really don't have much else to add to that, but like it, it is entirely possible that Hunter Renfro is someone who is not cracking Smitty's starting lineup. You know, it's like maybe like if you are just like stacked at wide receiver and like you just you wanna take the risk just to go for it, just to, you know, if he comes back just to send your, you know, I mean, send send your lineup over the top. You you could, you know, I mean, like, if, but I would only do that like if I just have like four guys ahead of him that are like I am never sitting for Renfro. That, that's how I would handle it. I, I will say too, and maybe uh, when we do the buy sell this week, a uh, new video we start doing. Uh, I'm really going to start focusing in on the the fantasy playoff schedule because we're not really that far away. From from the fantasy playoffs, um, as of right now, or what? One, two, four, five. About five weeks away. So I mean, there's still a little bit of time left. But if you're like a, you know, if you if your team right now is looking like it's going to be what eight and one, you know, seven and two, like you're a really strong team, like you feel pretty solid about making the playoffs. Like this isn't a bad time right now to start looking at some of that stuff in the in the coming weeks of like the, the, those schedules and and who plays what there and see if you can buy low on some players that have just tremendous um, tremendous fantasy playoff schedules, right? Like we talked about Justin Herbert being one of those guys. Obviously, you're not going to be able to do it this week because he just went off uh, against Philly. But, like, looking at those types of players, you know, Saquon Barkley, I think, is an excellent buy low. He continues to miss time. He's now he's going to be out again this upcoming week because the Giants are on bye, but he should be back week 11. But stuff like that, I think, is really start, smart to start looking at if you're a team that's in that – in in a spot to be able to start looking at that stuff. If you're kind of like guaranteed for the playoffs, I think now is the time to start looking at that stuff. Set yourself up really nicely for the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. That is going to wrap it up for tonight. We appreciate all of you checking this out and hanging out with us during Sunday night football. 
As always, please hit us with a sub and a like. If you're checking this out on podcast, please leave a rate and review. All that really helps us, you know, get get out into the world a little bit more and uh, get more eyes on our content. So we do appreciate you guys. Check the links below. We do have links for the Discord channel for some TFA merch if you would like to, to support that TFA logo across your chest. That is in there as long as well as the link to Thrive Fantasy if you guys want to check out some some props for some DFS uh, contests. So appreciate you guys. Talk to you all soon. Join the Discord. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.